We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Esports Rewind Podcast. We got a new guest, a new permanent one. I am sure a lot of you guys expect this to happen. We will explain uh, as we go, but that's going to be Hunter now joining the podcast in place of our team leader, Zan, who evidently, and I'm sure you guys maybe do or don't know this, has a lot going on behind the scenes with us here at Esports Talk. A very busy man, and so we're going to pull the rookie on for the podcast, and I'm excited to have you yeah, here. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. I mean, I have a little bit of a different uh, background than Zan, I would say, especially especially in gaming and what games I follow. And so it might change dialogue just a, a little bit, I'd yeah, imagine. There certainly will be some changes, but it's a change that had to be made, and Zan definitely knew this was coming. He might come back as a guest star every once and again, which I will definitely welcome with open arms. And very lastly, for all of you YouTube commenters out there, listen on Spotify, whatever platform, if you guys do comment on the YouTube channel, uh, from now on, uh, every now and again, Hunter, at the start of every episode, is going to read like a top, mean, or nice comment. So, ready to roll? Oh, great. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so excited. Yep, let's go. <laughs> let's hit it. And this first one obviously has to be talked about. It's been a wild week. I say that every single podcast, but the symphony stuff, you know, mm. something you and me talked about right away as it was unfolding, as there were so many responses and kind of need to talk about it and more of an, an extensive space. If you guys have missed our videos on this, symphony obviously accused of saying the N-word, what he denies and says was a stuttering, a lot of figures in the community, community actually coming to back him, nade shot. Courage, uh, the person he supposedly said it to, that being myth. And then we have opposing views like Faye Swag, also coming from a very different standpoint. But obviously, to kickstart, you know, kind of end of last week into this weekend, into this week as well, it's kind of crazy what's all happened since. But it was obviously a huge thing. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I was trying to think in my head, I feel like Swag is actually the only person that I can think of that directly came out to kind of 
call him out and criticize and say yeah. this definitely happened. Very which, vocally. Yeah, and ended up backfiring a little bit for him just to the degree of that, like, people got upset about it and, like, maybe shouldn't have been upset at Swag specifically because he was just kind of standing up for what he heard. Uh, but it it was an interesting situation. And I do, I mean, we've talked about it before. I feel like he definitely stuttered on his words and that word came out whether he meant to or not uh whether but i do think intention's important in it and i don't think he meant to say it in any way yeah and obviously this situation i said it time and time again in the videos it's one that we haven't come across because these aren't other pros or streamers we have talked about where it was very clear cut dry they said it they admitted it. Uh, even in the moment, they kind of freaked out and knew what they had said. This is very different, right? There's so many nuances here. I don't think Faye Swag came from a bad standpoint. Right. You know, what he was overall trying to say is that, you know, people instantly were defending Symphony and no one was actually talking about this still being a very serious issue as to what a lot of people heard was that word. I do think Symphony's response was great, though. It was very, very well worded. And I, I, do, I do look at the kid and I don't think he has those kind of intentions. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> There's, I don't think... And that was the biggest thing. Like everyone who has watched Symphony's content or all the creators that like know him personally or like live with him, we're very, very confident in saying like, hey, there's no way. Like we know him, we've watched him. And like even people watching at the time, like no one would stop to think like, oh, did he just, did he just say that for real, for real? Yeah. Because it's so like out of, out of character for who he is. And I'm only chuckling because I saw Myth's response and even Myth was like in the moment, he was like, you said what? <laughs> and of course, it's kind of, it's comical from Miss standpoint because he's probably never been in a spot quite like this one. As many people have not. Symphony has apologized. A lot of people apologized, and uh, unfortunately, so even someone like Swag was under fire for what Symphony had in this situation had done himself. So, right. um, yeah, uh, certainly a crazy situation and scenario. I would almost say, luckily for everyone involved, there's been so much crazy stuff this week. It seems like this is going to be a thing of the past quite quickly. Yeah, PR took care of that. <laughs> Not really, but I think it definitely did. Like The way he responded, I think, really helped uh, overall. I think it could have gone really south. He could have just kept ignoring it or could have like been very blatant, but like, no, nah, I didn't say that, and then just moved on. But he very much addressed, like, hey, this was serious. I am sorry, no matter if I said it or not. But... I'm going to move on. And like, I don't think I said it. I didn't mean to. I stutter a lot. And like, you got to feel bad for the dude at the end of the day, like stuttering. And like, he does do that every once in a while and like mix up his words. Like, I know I talk fast sometimes. Oh, I me too. I, I just get words wrong. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I say words that don't exist. And I'm really <laughs> grateful that I don't, I haven't stuttered and had a jumbling of words that sounds quite like that. So a very interesting circumstance and we will see what happens moving forward. And some of the other big drama that definitely deserves its explanation because, uh, well, it just involves so many characters. That being the, I would say, the Thorn, Call of Duty, Optic stuff. We now have light reactions from the Optic peeps, which was certainly interesting. In this situation, you're never going to have the, the full side of things because there are so many tweets so many sides and so many players and people now involved in case you guys somehow are under a rock it all kick-started by Hastro and Courage we have a video breaking that down what we're focusing on is the Thorn versus all of Call of Duty which well, really it was Hastro and and J-Cap and then Hastro and Courage and then Courage, Hastro, J-Cap, and Thorin. Yeah, you're right. It was J-Cap. I forgot. Yeah. See, I, I honestly just thought it was Hastro versus just LA Thieves in general, but Pretty Cap much. was the first one, and then Courage just was like, 
I got you, Kat. Turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we spiraled into what was probably over a dozen Call of Duty pros named, um, big names as well as orgs like FaZe, Optic, alongside LA Thieves. Also brought up, I, I don't even know how we really break this one down. When it came time for the Optic responses, a lot of them kind of lackadaisical. You know, it, it's kind of comedy. Something's taken too far, but right. no feelings too hurt. Yeah, it was interesting, and I agree with you. It's so hard to keep up with, like, everyone's responses on this. Because there's so many different, you know, tweets or videos or this, that, and the other. Everyone's different channels and stuff like that. But watching Optic yesterday was a pretty decent, like, way to see, like, everyone in one, you know, one yeah, spot yeah. for Optic, which was nice. Um, I feel like one of the ones we talked about the most, you know, was Hex. Because it was just so interesting to see him, you know, respond to it. Because he'd been so radio silent on the entire thing. Like, Yeah, the dude was in the mountains. Yeah, he was he fishing the whole time. <laughs> like, what he, are the odds? Didn't give a crap. Just, like, casting his rod out there. Uh, and it was... I think I did agree with this point. One thing that really stuck with me that he said uh, was about Hitch. You know, he came after... Thorin came after Hitch, um, which later addressed that somehow that meant that he respected him more or something like that. <laughs> I don't really know. But Hex said, he was like, man... Hitch is a grown man. He's a professional. He yeah. can handle it himself. And I, I feel like that's kind of how Hex operates. And it made sense to me. You know, I, I think I agree with you because up until that point, I have, I mean, yeah, selfishly, I wanted a response from Hex. Like, we, right. we love this kind of content, right? We've covered this stuff. And I think we covered it appropriately, addressing, you know, breaking down how some things maybe were taken a bit too far, maybe a tad unprofessional. But all in all, it, it is, it's banter, it's jokes. Some jokes go too far. What say you? But certainly to me, up until Hex said that, I was like, where, where's, like, come on, there, there were some soft jabs made it yeah. optic. I think, every, I mean, it wasn't just me. Right, like, every, back up your boys, Hex. Like, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, uh, you know, certainly... There were a lot of COD player tweets back at Thorn that probably could have been worded better. I mean, they had a lot of open holes that I sh that's poor wording, <laughs> <laughs> ironic wording, actually, that Thorn definitely saw right through. Um, so that's got to be addressed. But yeah, when it came to Hitch and then the optics tweets, I, I really did think that Hex was going to say something. And I was a bit let down that he didn't. But his explanation makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree overall. It was interesting to see them like, just like take such a like stand back approach, and I do wonder. Don't stand back. The mic's in front. Sorry, of you. I do. I do wonder. <laughs> take a stand back. <laughs> I do wonder if they like kind of had you know a group chat, and you know maybe someone was like, "All right, guys, everybody chill. It doesn't really matter." You know, so yeah. that no one like. What are the odds that no one really responded? I feel like someone in optic had to like get their like oh normal not saying anything. Come on. I just don't know if they cared. Like, Skump was left out of it. Dashy was left out of it. Envoy was left out. Like they weren't targeted at all. But I don't think they were. They were prompting any tweets either. So it is. It is interesting. Of all the people that you probably would want to respond, because thieves guys were involved, phase mm -hmm. guys were involved, empire guys no. But you you would think that an optic guy would maybe slip up. Besides right. like Aaron create or uh, others others that got involved very lightly. So maybe that is the case. But also that could just be like. They didn't care. Like, yeah, it wasn't true. important enough to them. So Optic lightly responded to the Thorn situation. At the end of it all, no matter what you guys think, it certainly was very entertaining. Individual video, but one that certainly piques my interest is the massive turnarounds that a couple of creators had given some dramatic instances in the past couple of weeks. I'm going to be talking about Phase Swag, ironically bouncing off the Symphony mm -hmm. stuff. I'll also be talking about NRG Huskers. And so I'm going to talk about, again, titling this would have been a nightmare, but it's great to see people who are kind of, you know, in a pressure point, 
bounce back and make the most of it. Faye Swag, I would say, uh, was kind of under pressure for his response, the way he worded things around Symphony. I didn't fault him for it. You know, when you when you put yourself out there, you know the risks. It was kind of dis- it was kind of disturbing to see all the responses he got when he was simply trying to have an open discussion right. about you know, potential racial slurs. Pretty hard, though, like, in a, in a position of... I, mean, I don't really know about this because I have a 1,000 followers, but, like, in a position where you carry so much social media presence Dude, and even just trying to express a very simple opinion about... I'm too fragile. Well, I couldn't... Uh, right, about, like, what someone... You think someone else said on stream, and then he got so much backlash over that. Like, that's pretty crazy. And it's tough to stick it all in a tweet. That's mm-hmm. why he took to his stream for 45 minutes to elaborate because you can't... In 100, what, 140 characters? It's right. tough. Now, his his first initial quoting of the tweet was like to another brother you you said that so you know that obviously maybe could have used some more explanation but either way he bounces back because toronto ultra have a 100k warzone event team swag takes home the dub you know nice. and often looked at i, I would say is not the tippity top tier of warzone pros uh the, all the ranked lists had come out the week prior so he bounces mm-hmm. back and wins the event after a hectic week nrg huskers we talked about the nikki merck's beef right mm-hmm. this guy you know obviously they had their back and forth we had so many videos it made my day to <laughs> make it's a very easy video to do when you got two top names like that going back and forth after their brief stint he announced this past week after all that a two-year deal with good old Twitchy Boy, which is awesome to see. Yeah, it is interesting. I saw that. Sorry, I keep leaning back. I saw that posted, uh, and I was like, well, hey, good for him. I, you know, him and Nick Merckx had their beef both still on Twitch, both chilling on Twitch, yeah. and they're good to go. You know, I don't know. I it, You know we probably have different opinions on Huskers and Nick Merckx. I'm a little more on the Nicky side of things, even though he was a little bit petty sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it's good to see even if people can trash talk that like some companies can still look past that and yeah, you know, sign them. You have to imagine the deal was probably ongoing during, during the during that the whole beef. thing and Twitch was like, uh, do we do we like are we going through with <laughs> right, this? Or, like does it good? help? You good, bro? Like well, these are the things that you and me as rookies we don't know, right? Like does it does that kind of help your situation or does it hurt it? We just right. don't. So it's cool to see that after all of that they have now bounced back. Nick doing just fine. Huskers himself also doing fine. Some great turnarounds from some great figures out there. All right, and then we've got something that I was actually pretty excited to see. We talked about it a little bit, but that was Riot Games announcing both of their lands for Valorant and League coming to Iceland. You know, finally, like, we get some announcements. I mean, they had worlds. They did that really well. Uh, a lot of quarantining, but, like, yeah, like hearing lands coming back in the background, we both get so excited. And we wouldn't even be allowed to go to these, yes. but, like, we're so far removed. And, like, there wouldn't even be, like, crowds, and we're just like, right. yes. <laughs> no, it's, like, just the players and, like, the coaches and, like, whoever is on talent there yeah but it's still exciting like just the idea of like they could be coming back like we could be getting to that point maybe and then Na- mother go. nature was like nah frick that yeah and then a volcano 20 miles away from so they're both Time gonna be in, in Reykjavik and oh, nice. 20 miles away from that is the volcano I don't know the volcano's name sorry Tyler mother nature Tyler the volcano <laughs> uh was uh had some seismic activity around it, which then told everyone that, like, hey, this volcano is probably going to erupt at some point. You know why he's tremoring? Because he, he he freaking heard Lancer coming. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> so excited about it. He's about to blow. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, like, that's just the irony of it. And like, this this would be Valorant's first land, you know? Like, yeah. This would be the first one. Like, they're probably like stoked. If you watched uh, Travis Gafford's video interviewing uh, an employee from Riot. Um, he ends up saying 
she actually ends up saying, Travis Gafford doesn't say it, that they went through this whole process, you know, of like getting a, a group to find all these areas that are really good for COVID, you know, good to, you could have them here. Then they give a list to other people and they go through that list. And so like, it's a long process oh, of deciding. It'd be, it'd be a, like so strenuous. You They're have probably to so stoked for it. They put out these sick two videos announcing it. And then like a couple days later, it's like volcano. <laughs> yeah. And it, especially because obviously with League of Legends Worlds being one of very, very few. Most, I mean, we had some esports last year cancel their major events altogether. Right. Like MSI last year was canceled. And then if, even if they did have them, they were online. So League of Legends Worlds last year was amazing to see the effort Riot Games puts in. And now with a rising esport like Valorant and again with MSI, of course, the number one esport League of Legends, it's just crazy to know that they were willing to do this and right. that no one else yeah. can even and now there would be a, a downside if someone did get sick and that could bite back a little bit I don't think they had a volcano on their list of worries <laughs> right. when it came time for trying to address the COVID like things pandemic. to deal with uh, COVID players getting sick ice uh, ice <laughs> too cold outside and they're like uh, volcano <laughs> nah I don't think so shut up Jerry like, <laughs> no chance not a shot <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it is pretty like I mean they've got to be so you know like almost devastated Dude, about Jerry that. right now is like, I freaking yeah, told right. you. <laughs> guy is like, I told you guys it was a volcano. You should have known. I, I told you Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> so who, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, like I, I said in the, we covered it in a video and we don't know what's going to happen at this point. Riot hasn't said anything. Uh, a lot of it would probably depend on when or if it happens. Because yeah. if it does, you know, erupt sooner than later, then maybe things could be, you know, when it does erupt, like travel restrictions will happen. There'll be yep. a lot of restrictions in place. And so sooner than later would be much more useful to riot, I would say. But who, we don't know. Like, we have no idea at this point. Yeah, we will see if Riot Games can figure it out, return us all to lands for both League of Legends and Valorant. Uh, all we do now is wait. And for the last segment of this podcast, I figure because we have a new guest, you're going to have a permanent role here, not on the channel only, but also on this podcast. I figured that we get a little chance, you know, a little two, two, three minutes for people to kind of realize, you know, where you came background wise. If you guys don't watch our videos actively on the channel, then um, you might not even know. Some people are going to Some people like, still don't know who I am. <laughs> and it's, it's slowly, obviously going to, of course, unravel itself and people will become very well aware who you are. And of course, as you continue to make content, you came up here and you kind of joined the team in a very, very fast process. I think it was just over a couple months ago, we were looking for a new person. I had no idea who we'd find. And uh, the interview process obviously was very short. And then you came along and within, I mean, a week you had committed, flown out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, when we started the process, so I think it was back in like December when I you guess, guys had posted it. Should we start by saying, I'm Jake, I'm 32, I'm originally from Iowa, and now I'm based in Las Vegas. My name's Hunter. I'm only 25, unfortunately. <laughs> Originally from the Carolinas, first South Carolina, then North Carolina, and now I live in Las Vegas. You, and now I'm getting a phone now, call. <laughs> it's me. And so back in, you said December, was it? Yes, back in December, I think you guys had posted, uh, you know, the job opportunity. Uh, Jake and I had had a little bit of back and forth on Twitter, enjoyed their videos, um, had done a little bit of my own like YouTube stuff just for a couple months as like a resume builder uh, for hoping to be in some sort of gaming sphere at one point, whether it's for a company, you guys, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, then ended up applying, moved pretty quickly. I When I applied, I'd already talked to my wife about it and been like, hey, like if this happens... 
I would like to move out there. And she was like, yeah, for sure, which is awesome, first of all. Uh, but, yeah, moved pretty quick after that. Rolled through a few interviews, got out here, and just kind of got dumped into it. And it's pretty crazy when you think about, like, the picking up and moving. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts on, you know, the esports and gaming industry. You know, the jobs are hard to come by. Money is not, you know, it's not crazy amounts of money, especially for news outlets, right? We're yeah, all certainly. We're just trying to make it work. <laughs> right. And so it is, it's really cool for me. And especially when it came time for, we had Twitter interactions, right? There are a lot of people that interact with us on Twitter. That's awesome. It's so fun. And it's so funny to me because that was probably over a year ago where you started interacting with me on Twitter, sending funny memes and videos that you even made yourself. And I was like, yo, this is like, and now you're here. Right. It's, it's so freaking weird to me. It it is weird. It's very, a strange series of coincidences of that, like ended up working out, which I am very grateful for. But like to think that like, yeah, it was just interactions on Twitter uh, obviously, there's a little bit more than that. Like, you can't just interact with us and get a job. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah, you sent that one tweet, dude, and I was like, we got to hire this hire guy. right now. <laughs> Check. But it, it is really cool uh, that you're here, and I'm sure we'll talk more on the podcast about that background, just so you guys know a bit more as well. And it's just, yeah, it's wild that as we slowly get into this esports and gaming thing, who else we're going to meet that we interact with on Twitter is going to be a fun time. So yeah, maybe some girls. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, but uh, maybe. If they want to come on the show, we would... Ladies? Ladies. You know, you're all listening. <laughs> all 1.6% of you. Um, but either way, a little bit of background, though. We'll roll right into the outro. We hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Make sure to hit us up on all the socials. Uh, we both got Twitters. We got Instagram. We got TikTok, YouTube. We got a main website as well. Go check it out. Leave a comment down below what you guys think, and we will catch you guys back here next week. Show them out the door. Hey, thank you so much. Show them out the door. We appreciate it. The door? That That way. (laughs) Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.